Looking to take your student athlete to the next level? Look no further. My Sports Folio leaves no student athlete behind. Get your player in the mix. Call 864-434-1186. Call 864-434-1186. Welcome to Two Feet in the Podcast, where ideas and inspiration meet to produce action. Today, we are breaking down ideas and giving you a strong dose of motivation. Get up and get moving on your dreams with me. I'm the coach, Heather Macy, and I'm ready to coach you and how to live two feet in. If you're looking for a career, not just a job, we're now hiring CDL Class A drivers at DMX Transportation in Duncan, South Carolina. Apply online at www.shipdmx.com. Joining Two Feet in the Podcast today is Coach Stephanie Butler Graham, currently the South Point High School head basketball coach, a 20-plus year coaching veteran at both the college as well as the high school level, a winner uh, attending three state championships. What's up, Stephanie? What's going on, Heather Macy? How are you today? I'm so glad that you're here on the podcast. We are going to have a great time. The first thing we like to do is uh, do the three R's, which is the rapid reflection redistribution question. It's the what, the how, and the who, an interesting fact or fiction. Uh, we may get some dr dramatic pauses and traumatic experiences from you, Feel free to go as uh, far into it as you would like to. Are you ready? I'm ready. What are you drinking these days? Oh, <laughs> water. Um, Coke. I like Coke. All right. Who are you yes. Zooming with? You got your favorite Zoom person? Um, I haven't had a individual Zoom, but it's been my classes mostly, uh, my team, and my school admin. And how are you personally staying motivated? Uh, I mean, it's it's been a, a time during this quarantine for me to just kind of decompress in a way, but to actually get to sit and be still for a second to uh, do probably become a better teacher, uh, become a little bit more organized as a coach as well, just being still. So it's helped. It's I mean, it's been it's been good. Also, then um, learning different ways to um, try to motivate my students through remote learning. That's been interesting. Give us an interesting thing happening with you. Interesting thing happening. Um, yard work. <laughs> Something I don't get to do. Uh, organizing the closets and the attic. And uh, probably more reading. Final 3D question. What's the toughest thing you've ever battled? Hmm. Uh, being fired uh, publicly, I think. It was a, a really tough time uh, from a high school job. And probably the loss of my grandmothers and my father and losing in state championships. That's been Stephanie Butler Graham with the three R's. Okay, Stephanie, you, uh, you went pretty deep on a couple of things that I, I want to go into. So life gets busy for all of us and 
now that this time has happened to where we all have choices we're making each day when we wake up and daily disciplines. And, and yours has been interesting because you've, you, you and I have t- text about this, but your ability to pause, it's been such a positive for you. Can you talk about that as how life gets busy? You know, you, you, you're a homeowner, you're married, you've got a, a successful program, plus you've got all these classes. You, you know, we, life is rolling. And why, as a coach, that's that's been so big for you? Um, I, I, it's just the again, I think being still. You know, you you get to a point like I do have my hands in a lot of things, um, a lot of things in my building at school, uh, from you know coaching to athletic admin work to being on the school leadership um, team, and then also teaching three different courses, um, it's, it's, you know, you can get stretched in and then um, soon after basketball season, really, it, it doesn't really stop. I also help um, with one of my former player has an organization, One Dream. Uh, it's a summer basketball program for girls basketball in the Charlotte metro area where I'm executive director of that. And so, you know, that stays pretty busy as well. Just, you know, just trying to help us navigate through that especially now with this um we would have been playing and now we're not so um it was it was a much needed break you know you you people often say well teachers have a summer vacation uh but not really um that that doesn't apply to uh I think coaches uh, because the sports have become year-round so your uh, training or doing workouts or at camps during the summer and so Really, 12 months, there probably is maybe three or four weeks where, you know, I, I guess I can say I maybe not be in the office, but I'm still on call. So to actually get to sit down and, um, you know, kind of really go through emails and not skim emails and um, do a little bit more reading, a little bit more research in terms of, you know, some teaching things that you can maybe help maybe help your students a little bit more. Um, it's given me a chance also to, to reconnect with, with some college coaches or, and, and, and also meet some new college coaches um, to kind of help my young ladies uh, that are interested in playing on the next level, help them continue with their recruiting process. Um, and also kind of reconnect with uh, some coaches that I've either worked with in the past or, um, just somewhere along the way, we had a connection. Um, so, I mean, I think mental health wise, it's been probably the best thing. Um, we had a long season. We've had some long seasons these last few years. And um, of course, it didn't end like we wanted it to. So I uh, probably needed that time for for reflection. And I've had it. Well, you touched on something that very few talk about and you use the term fired publicly. And so um, Coach Butler has been a successful coach. Any of our listeners not aware, um, multiple high schools and elite level talent and elite level types winning, obviously uh, had that stint college coaching at a couple of stops. And let's go through this deal. I mean, you mentioned it. Most coaches try not to talk about it. I've talked about it on the podcast and 
um, you know, what happened with me in the period of time, uh, how I went from Division One coach to author to entrepreneur to uh, junior college coach. And I'm proud of that. And I, I want you, as far as you'd like to go, tell us, the coaches who, who A, haven't been fired, or B, you're going to be, uh, tell them what they should know now to come out of it and, and do as well as what you've done or really recreating yourself and your success? Uh, well, Heather, you know, it was um, professionally, it, it definitely changed the trajectory of my career. I think it had a, a significant impact, um, but I was able to uh, still move on and, and get a college job and then also get a high school job. It was, um, you know, a situation and lots of reflection. Um, there, you know, obviously some things I think that I could have probably done better, but when I say publicly um, fired, uh, when you're at the top of your career, uh, you just had, you know, won a state championship and um, had helped several young ladies go on and continue to get um, their college degrees and also just play on the collegiate level and play professionally. Uh, that had been the track record with never any um, problems and to, you know, kind of be accused of, of something that was a, you know, I feel like it's a personal attack when um, you know that that wasn't the, the case. Um, it, it was really tough. You know, it, it's tough when, you're sitting in the afternoon, um, a chance to get home, and on the Oprah ticker, your name is scrolling across the bottom of the screen, <laughs> and you know you're fielding phone calls from people all over the country because um, you've had those relationships. But you know, it was it's just extremely tough. You know, I, like I said, I think the biggest thing was, you know, being accused of something that you you know you didn't do, and and so. Um, you know, it was finalized as I communicated with um, some young ladies from another high school that had inquired about coming to Butler High School. Um, I communicated with them um, when I shouldn't have been the one to communicate with them. They should have gotten information from uh, maybe our guidance counselors. And um, that was kind of a gray area and, you know, I, it came at a time, I think, when um, our school district had, there was a lot of movement with kids. And I think, and I know that there still is with kids uh, transferring to other schools. And, you know, we were the recipient of kids that did transfer in um, and they were all legitimate transfers. We had not done anything wrong in that aspect, um, but it was it was causing a problem, and some people really were recruiting and were doing things um, not the right way. And we don't have open enrollment, so in order in order for a kid to be able to attend the school, they had to either move or, in this case, which which was kind of the gray area, these kids were um, reassigned to the school because of the new schools that were opening up in the district. So. It was a lot of uh, crazy things. I, I I feel a little bit like I've been the scapegoat for some things that maybe had happened in prior years with different sports. Um, and it was, you know, when I say it was a, 
uh, a life-changing thing. Um, people that I know that don't know me uh, personally, from the outside looking in, it looked really bad. Um, but people that knew me personally knew that that wasn't anything that I did. Um, but I know from the outside looking in what it looked like. It didn't look good. Um, it didn't look good for several years. Like I said, I was a recipient of a lot of kids that did transfer in. But also a lot of kids transferred out to various high schools. Um, you know, we just, or I just, um, you know, got fired uh, because I inappropriately, I guess, talked to some parents of some student athletes that wanted to transfer in from when they called me, I called them back. So that was tough. So, yeah, so success isn't a straight line. And a lot of times once you get to be really successful and you're at an elite level, you know, you get under this microscope that's so critical. And, you know, this one thing, you know, whatever you did or whoever did, ultimately coaches, A, we've all got egos, A, we've, we've all got emotions and feelings and lives and um, career trajectories and goals. For me, it, you know, it, it's going to be less about um, what happens to folks, but more how they respond to it. What did you do? Or if you look back on it, what do you wish you would have done differently for you just emotionally as, as a human being to have recovered from that? Um, probably right away. I mean, I didn't, um, I did I re- never really publicly stated my side of it. I thought that I, um, I had spoken very um, honestly uh, about what had happened with the folks that had investigated me. I was interrogated, like, you know, I committed a crime, <laughs> but um I think, you know, not putting out a response, you know, I just, I didn't do that uh, early on. Um, and it, very honestly, Heather, it's been just in the recent couple of years where I've, I've really been able to just talk about it without, you know, not feeling so awful. Um, so I think maybe I could have done that better, um, you, you know, being able to talk to other people maybe that had experienced it uh, probably would have helped. Um, I just kind of uh, went through it and, you know, kind of dealt with it, tried to deal with the best I could. Uh, and when, when asked about it in terms of um, for the next job, you know, I was, I was able to openly talk about it from my perspective. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive deep into what you're passionate about. And if this is your platform to where you can educate the world, take a topic that you had experience with that you want to tell other people about or something that you're passionate about and educate us on it. Um, you know, I think my, my, my passion has um, shifted in a way. Uh, you know, before it was probably once you said all about coaching basketball and now I think it's more about uh, coaching maybe other coaches and and young ladies and men um, for whatever not just you know to play basketball but just coaching in general you know I've advised a lot um, from different aspects of, of things and so I, I feel pretty passionate about helping people. Um, 
somewhere in the educational realm. And um, I still do get to coach. I'm, I'm, I'm really, uh, I am passionate about that, but I think how I do that now has shifted a little bit. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> there's been a shift. I mean, we're 20 years in, in professions and, and I argue all the time is that people should really every 15 years switch careers to keep fresh and, and reframe who they are. But, but most people would tell me not that that's a bad idea with retirement. But I want you to go through, give us your best advice. Let's say a young person is listening or let's say a young coach that hasn't been in the industry as long as you have. Give us your best advice. Uh, to a young coach, um, I, I would tell them to to work hard, try to learn as much as you can um, from uh, if you're not a head coach, but you're an assistant coach, uh, try to learn as much as you can from your head coaches, uh, the head coach that you work for, but also other head coaches, um, maybe in other sports to, to get different ideas of how they may do things. Um, don't be afraid to, to ask questions. Um, you know, ha- have an aggressiveness about you, uh, but I think there's a, there's a way to, to go about things. Uh, loyalty is, is always, um, you know, how do you practice loyalty? I think you practice loyalty by uh, being a good listener. Um, also, uh, you know, seeking out things that need to be done, but also following up on those things and being prompt uh, with doing those things and those tasks. And, um, you know, have an open heart and open mind and be kind to people. You know, um, I, I, I feel like I, I did it that way. Uh, there was, you know, some times where probably I was in competition with other people for, for certain jobs. And uh, I know very honestly, I was asked as reference for uh, this one other in particular person. And, you know, I, I never even once thought about, you know, not giving an honest opinion um, that was that was helpful for that person, though they got the, the promotion or got the job before I did. So I would I would just tell people to, you know, always work hard and, you know, always try to help others, whether it's you don't, you might not get in ahead before they do, but still push them to be better. So you're a coach and an educator and naturally a motivator. Help educate us in, in your mind. What takes people from being motivated into action? You know, it's one thing to get somebody all fired up and it's a whole nother thing to get them fired up and they actually get out there and do the work that it takes to accomplish their goals. Tell us about that. Um, I, I think what I, the, the, the biggest takeaway that I've learned about that probably in the last five to eight years is um, a level of trust. And so, you know, and, and being all in, like you've got two feet in, being all in, but trusting that wholeheartedly. And so what I think is you can motivate, you can teach, you can demonstrate, you can show, but until um, that individual or that group of individuals 
completely and wholeheartedly trust each other and what you're trying to tell them, you're never going to be able to move. You know, so I think the biggest part of that motivational piece is developing a trust. Yeah. And what about the, with the kids you're, you're coaching is 14 to 18 year olds, right? How, how do you do that at, at a young age or is it with the parents? It, it's with, it's with both. Um, I think uh, one of one major factor, there are five things that I think have been key to su- having a successful program and uh, the parent buy-in has been paramount um, because, you know, just like with them being their parents, whatever the parents said to that kid most of the time is probably what the, the direction that the kid is going to go. You know, so if the parent is, as soon as the kid gets in the car after a practice or a game, you know, being negative, the kid's probably going to have some negative thoughts and feelings. But if the parent can um, have a positive attitude or is able to give constructive criticism and also, you know, having a positive impact in their conversations and how they deal with the coaches and their their kids, that helps too. So, you know, one, I won't say that the first is to win over the parents. That's not what we try to do, but um, you do it through kind of demonstration. That's one of the things I tell my parents, um, giving them all the information that I could give them, uh, keep them current on things, um, I asked them to allow me to coach their kids. Um, and, you know, that's what they've done. You know, I think just having an open line of communication. Uh, it's not that I feel like I want to just talk talk it up all the time with the parents. Um, we kind of establish how our relationship is going to be from the beginning. And they've allowed kids. And, you know, they're, they're, there's not, we said, there are some parents that don't necessarily like everything that we've done with their kids, but I think that they have an appreciation for um, the fact that we've done what we said we were going to do, or we tried to do what we said we're going to do. And um, that's been paramount for our success. All right, coach, let's finish up this podcast by giving us a strong dose of daily motivation. Get up. Keep your same and normal routine and get active. Do not sleep in during this quarantine. Do not sit back in your chair and throw your legs up. Get up and stay in your same routine. So it's get up, set your alarm. Don't cut your alarm off. Get moving. Do your hair, brush your teeth, wash your face. Take a shower. Put all your clothes as if you were going and doing your daily routine. Come wine with us at the Wine House on Haywood Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Happy hour, Tuesday through Friday, 4 to 6.30 p.m. 475 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina. Thanks to our guest and friend, Stephanie Butler-Graham, for being two feet in, reminding us to practice loyalty and to be kind to people. Visit the show notes to learn more about Stephanie or to reach her directly. That's been Stephanie Butler-Graham on Two Feet In, the podcast, where ideas and inspiration meet to produce action. A big thanks to all of our guests for breaking down ideas, giving a strong dose of motivation, and helping us learn to live two feet in.